Welcome, welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. Glad you could join me. Today's podcast is titled Fantastically Fractured. And I'll start this episode off just as I usually do. And that's with a quote or what I like to call a pod quote. You ready? God doesn't just fix the fractures and heal the hurts. He restores what he first created and gives it new life. I'll say that again for you. God doesn't just fix the fractures and heal the hurts. He restores what he first created and gives it new life. So have you ever fractured anything? An ankle maybe? Or a toe? Oh my gosh, I've broken the same toe on the same foot three times. Yeah, you guessed it if you're thinking about it. When you think about what hurts the most, a baby toe. I hit a rocking chair twice. Uh, Not in the same day, but two different times in a span of about two years. I hit that same rocking chair uh, with my foot and broke that same toe twice. And then another time, I broke that same baby toe by dropping a can of beans. I was getting it out of the pantry, and so it was about waist high, and I dropped the can right on the top of my foot, well, kind of to the top to the side, and it broke my baby toe, bruised the top of my foot, and sprained my big toe. That was not fun. So for the longest time, the only thing I had ever fractured in my body was that baby toe. But that old record of minimal breakage went out the window a few years back. Now it seems my body is on a quest to become bionic, um... Thank God for good old titanium. It is my friend. But perhaps you've done something similar, run into that rocking chair or tripped on a toy or a rock or slid down a set of stairs. I hope not. But the reality is that we all have times when it seems like gravity is taking hold and doesn't want to let go. It just kind of looks up and laughs at us. Um, Sometimes I think I hear that laughing in my sleep. (laughs) And as a woman, I can tell you that gravity does not stop there. Uh, It likes to take hold of other areas of your body, like various parts of my body that are desperately trying to hold their position while gravity is trying to drag them down. And sometimes I feel like my collarbones are playing tug of war with my feet using my breast as the rope. But hey, I'm not the only one who has a field day event kind of going on across their body. I admit it. I'm at that age when I don't just put on a bra in the morning. I kind of have to wrangle these droopy dogs and corral them into a little cotton corral and tie them up so I don't trip on them when I walk. (laughs) Okay, that is is an exaggeration, praise God, but I do have to secure them before going out or Lord knows where they'll end up. (laughs) Okay, I got way sidetracked by gravity. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that. Um, But I'm sorry, I I have another story. I recall one time when I was in college, my parents and I got together to eat out and we were at one of those all-you-can-eat buffets and I decided to go get a bowl of pudding. I wasn't paying really a whole lot of attention. I was sitting at the table talking and I laughed and of course I was doing as I usually do and even do now and that was talking with my hands. I'm a fairly animated person when I speak. (laughs) So I was saying something and I leaned forward and plopped my left breast right into my bowl of chocolate pudding. White blouse, chocolate pudding. I leaned back and ta-da! I had a nice stiff peak of pudding sticking straight out from my breast. And oh, weren't those the days I think, those are the days I could eat chocolate pudding without a care. And the days when I could honestly say the word stiff peak in reference to my breasts. (laughs) Those days are long gone. Okay, and I've really gone off the track now. 
<laughs> well, not that you'd know since you can't see my notes on what I was supposed to talk about, but I did. I got off the track. Never mind. No, I didn't. That's exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, we're going to go back to talking about being fractured since I did title this podcast Fantastically Fractured. So what does that word mean? Fractured. It means broken, cracked, split, and unable to function. And some of the synonyms for fractured are shattered, ruptured, broken, and splintered. So let's talk about this physical aspect of being fractured again for a minute. I touched on it briefly with my toe stories. But here on this earth, these bodies, these fragile yet somehow remarkably oh-so-strong bodies we have, they are breakable. They're able to be twisted, pulled on, pulled apart, ripped, broken, and shattered. And it's painful. Sadly, we see even more of it today than we used to, just frankly, by the mere means of technology in our current culture. The things we have access to do and to explore um, physically now can be dangerous and yet interesting and, and frightening all at the same time. And those, you know, you add those just to your everyday concerns for your body and ta-da, we have a whole pantheon of potential fractures staring at us. And then we also literally see so much more because of today's technology. I remember seeing a video a few years back of a basketball player who fractured his shin bone in a game. I mean, it just snapped and it literally came out right through his skin. A, a vision I can never get out of my head. And I'm just not so sure that vision enhanced my life, by the way, it was totally unnecessary for me to see it. And yet there it is out there in the semi forever world we call the WWW. All this tech and high tech stuff can be helpful at times, yet harmful too, I think. And any day of the week, you can Google an image, a diagnosis, a, a symptoms uh, to diagnose yourself or diagnose your best friend, as well as all, all kinds of things that we can see uh, fractured on other people of this and that and from those and them and they're everywhere. So if you haven't fractured something yourself, be very thankful. But then I'm sure you know someone who has, or you've seen pictures or videos of something. And it's not fun. Physical pain is difficult to handle. And depending on how severe and where the fracture is, can totally change our lives. If but for a brief time, or even for a lifetime. So last year I fractured my leg in three places. Because obviously I am an overachiever and an OCDer. <laughs> And once is not enough. So I fractured my tib, fib, and ankle bone. And I tore a ligament in my foot, bruised my Achilles tendon, and my shin bone. It affected my entire body. Emergency surgery came and good old titanium parts were put in. I had the wheelchair, casts, walkers, physical therapy. It consumed my life for nearly a year. And even now, just over a year later, I'm still on a healing journey to get my body and stamina back to a place of being able to do all the things I love to do, like hike and garden, dance and travel. But I'm getting there. Um, and in the process, though, I have learned so much. In particular, I've learned a lot about being fractured. You know, there's such a thing that goes beyond the physical challenge of being fractured, though, from, from an incident, accident, or a medical condition. There is such a thing as being mentally, emotionally, 
and spiritually fractured. We hear people talk a lot about being broken, especially in Christian speak or in churches, and we read it in books and we see it on blogs. And the commentary usually falls on one side of the fence or the other. The I am broken for Jesus side or the God might let you bend, but he won't break you side. Huh? I mean, could that be more confusing for anyone? Those two sides don't seem to fit well together, do they? There are all types of schools of thought on the whole brokenness idea. In fact, I heard a pastor say just a few weeks ago that God doesn't break his children. And if we are broken, then it must be because we really are not his. Oh my gosh, that made me mad. Made me cringe. Like like somebody was rubbing icy hot in a paper cut. I mean, I was burning. I was ticked. That a teacher or a preacher would dare say that brokenness separates us from God, it's not just harmful, it's an out-and-out lie. So think again about what brokenness is, about what being fractured is, that definition. It's being split, splintered, unable to function. Stopped in your tracks because the many pieces inside and out are unable to function in that moment. Maybe it's just a moment of time. Maybe it's longer than a moment of time. But now apply that for a moment to Jesus when he was crying out for God to take the crucifixion from him. So listen to this. Luke 22, 39 through 44. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus was crying out for God to lift that burden, to take that cup from him that he might not have to drink of it. Jesus knew what was coming, literally ending up physically broken, hanging on a cross. And upon accepting that cup that was given to him, Our Heavenly Father sent an angel from heaven to help strengthen Jesus. Though he was in anguish, he prayed. Imagine seeing so many haters and and people who had previously claimed to love Jesus. They're stoning him and chanting, crucify him, crucify him. He was broken. He's the body and the blood that was shed for us. But also remember, he was anguishing over it. I'm not sure that he was just anguishing because... He knew of the physical pain and the death that was coming because he also knew he was going to be raised. But the, the mental, emotional, and spiritual anguish he was feeling at seeing all these people he loved chanting, crucify him. Do you know that God allows us to get to the point where our brokenness ushers in willingness to be weak, a willingness to let him have control? For us to say like Jesus did, not my will, but yours, God. To follow his plan without our big old selfish plans getting in the way or without our we know better than God attitudes getting in his way. Does that mean that God is this big figurehead in the sky raining down heaps of heavy life circumstances on his children just like so they'll be broken? No, it doesn't. He isn't in the heavens taking these huge chunks of lava rock or something, throwing them down on us like someone throwing rocks at a fish in a pond. I mean, life happens. People happen. Free will happens. And circumstances get heavy. Sometimes they they get so heavy that we break or, or we get so off kilter from our own thoughts, temptations, and desires that we trip and fall and we're fractured. 
does God intervene? Yeah, sometimes he does. I'm sure, at least I hope that you all can look back and, and sometimes see where in your life you've been thank- thankful, as I've been thankful that um, I didn't get my own way or that you didn't get your own way and that God intervened. I mean, I can look back at times where I say, okay, oh, I am so thankful that God intervened and fill in the blank. This thing didn't happen or that thing that I wanted to happen didn't happen or where I messed up, he fixed it. But then there are times when we just clearly reap what we sow. We live out the consequences of our own actions, be they good or bad. Job 4.8 says, As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble shall reap it. So what does brokenness look like in your life? Is it emotional upheaval? Is it the physical becoming so overwhelming and too much to handle that it breaks you mentally and emotionally? Breaking you down until you just surrender and you put up your arms to the sky and say, I surrender, Jesus, I surrender. Have your way, not my own. I've been at that place of utter brokenness before. Physically, yes, more than once. I battle Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome on a daily basis. I have a whole arsenal of knee braces, uh, wraps, ace bandages, ice packs, essential oils, and lidocaine patches, and a whole host of other things that help me with that physical battle. But prayer is what sustains me through it. God's word is what helps protect my mind and my attitude from sinking lower and lower and lower so I don't get to a point where I can't get back up. I also have been, though, at the place of utter mental, emotional, and spiritual brokenness, not just physical. Sure, sometimes a physical issue can be a preceptor to a mental, emotional, and spiritual issue um, because the flesh can get in the way. But there are other times when what's inside cannot stay together or we cannot keep it together, let's say. And I know I've personally reached a place more than once in my life that just like Humpty Dumpty, I am in pieces and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me back together again, even if they tried. And need I say it? I think I need to say it. Only the king, King Jesus can do that for me. When my dad passed away a few years ago, Though the last year of his life was filled with beautiful blessings and I had the utmost precious privilege of being with him when he left to go to Jesus' arms, it broke me. I had had a long, long year before that of many other trials and they culminated into the point, um, that point when my dad passed away that I was just fractured, just broken. At that point in time, I was had a marriage that was seemingly crumbling around me, a special needs son who was in major crisis, and my dad no longer here with my mom and the rest of us. So I was fractured and broken. The many pieces of me were just shattered, and there really is no spiritual superglue. There's no quick fix. There's no drug, no high, no human being who can put back together the pieces of me. Only God could do that. So when I speak at women's conferences and retreats, uh, retreats, I sometimes talk a, a little bit about my old Toyota Tercel. Oh boy, I loved that car. I, I didn't pay too much for it. I had it for 10 years and put almost 200,000 miles on it, and I still sold it for $1,000 after all that time. So it was great. But one time I ran out of gas in it, and I, it was totally my fault. 
um, oh, I had that 20-year-old mindset who thought I could just keep going and going on fumes, and I'd rather spend that $5 to put gas in it on something else. And yes, back then $5 was a lot of fuel. It's not so much now. Um, but what if my car had broken down? What, who would I take it to? Would I take it to a lawnmower repair person? Uh, or someone who fixes TVs for a living? Uh, no, I'd take it to the manufacturer. When I broke my leg uh, last year, did the ambulance take me to the grocery store to get help? No. When I needed surgery on my leg, did I go to the gynecologist to have it done? Uh, no. Would you go to an optometrist to have cancer treatments? No. No, you wouldn't. So why? When we are spiritually, mentally, and emotionally fractured, do we go to anyone but the one who made us? Why do we lean towards these online self-help blogs and YouTube videos? Why do we seek the help and advice of 30 different friends on social media who have never even looked us eye to eye or heard our own voice? Why do we seek out a quick fix, make us feel good, indulgent, alcoholic binge or drug cocktail? All these solutions um, that so many of us go to, and I have myself in the past, and I pray never do again, but... uh, I'm human like you, and that's not an excuse. What I'm saying is it's so easy as a human to be tempted to do that. But all these solutions that so many of us go for that we feel will put us back together and heal us, they don't work. They may distract us and make us feel good for a time or or trick us into thinking that we're healed, but they're false. Eventually, we come back down from that high or back to reality or we lose internet connection and boom, our little and big broken pieces are still there on the floor or jumbling around inside us like little shards of glass cutting away at our insides. I've had more than just one time, more than just one year and more than just one incident that fractured my heart and my mind and my spirit. But what's scary is when you have a series of life events or rejections or challenges that don't just fracture you, but fracture your faith. There was a time when I rejected God. I thought, hey, if he's going to allow this kind of stuff to happen in my life, then why? Why even go to him? What's the point? He's not healing me. I'm in pain every day. He's not fixing my relationships. He's not healing the people I love. He doesn't care. I fell for the lines that the false teachers teach and the power-sucking pastors preach when they say, if you had more faith, then you wouldn't get sick. If you were truly praying like you should, then those bad things wouldn't happen. So in believing those fear-laced lies, my fractured faith said, if God wasn't going to do what I knew in my head and heart was going to make everything better, then he must not care and neither do I. Have you ever been there? Ever been so hurt by life's natural order of life and death or sickness and pain that you felt too fractured to care anymore? Have you ever been so betrayed by a human being that the only thing you can see is the pain and rejection from that person? The lies they tell about you, the distance they put between you, and and them keeps those things keep reminding you that you're fractured? You know what I mean. Because we all have those people who won't even talk to us or come around us any longer so they don't have to look us in the face and see how broken we are, right? Or um, they don't even want to hear that something, something in your voice that tells them that they might be wrong. You see, I've learned over the years that people who tell lies, who do wrong repetitively and don't care, 
who manipulate to get what they want, then stay clear of you? Well, they're living in their own kind of broken state and most likely are totally unwilling to step onto the path that God has for them. So they distance themselves from anyone else who seeks God. In part, I do think there's a protective hand of God in there for those of us who are on the receiving end of that kind of rejection from those kinds of people. I mean, after all, having people like that in our lives who continue to try to fracture our hearts and revel in our little bits and pieces uh, that are painful, it's not healthy for us. I've seen, though, that when someone like this hurts you, he or she can't handle looking you in the eye or being in your presence because they feel convicted. Because even if you aren't right smack dab where God wants you to be, if your heart is yearning for it and you're working towards it and you're trying and you love the Lord and you know that you have his grace, they'll feel it and they'll feel that conviction. Yep, even mean people can have conviction fall on them and they will avoid it at all costs. Even if it costs them your relationship or it costs them more pain, they are still made by God too. So we need to pray for them even when we don't feel like it. Isaiah 64, 8 says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. So I wonder, um, along this train of thought here, have you ever argued with God and complained and yelled in anger and out of pain, blaming him for everything, even the things that were your fault, <laughs> or maybe just angry at him for the things others have chosen to do. I know I have. That's when my faith was fractured, when I was so hurt that I was seeing God as the enemy of my faith and not my foundation for my faith. Isaiah also talks in chapter 45, verse 9, referencing back to the potter and the clay. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but a shard of pottery among the shards of pottery on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? In your brokenness, in the middle of broken relationships, in breaking hearts, fear, loneliness, and anger, and even in the midst of fractured faith, the only thing that will put you and your faith back together is God, or shall I say the only one that can put your faith back together is God. I don't want woe to myself because who am I to say I'm the clay? How, how am I going to say to God, what are you making of me? But you know what? I've done it. I've learned not to do it. I'm not going to under understand the why all the time. And I'm not going to understand the what I understand better now when I look back. It's great when we can understand what he's doing when we're smack dab in the middle of it. But usually it takes looking back a little bit and seeing that his hands were all over us all the time, even when we didn't feel it. God can take what was dead and bring it back to life. He can revive, revive a relationship, renew a job, your health, your spiritual life, and your walk with him. He can take what's fractured and lay his hands on it and heal it. He can take the broken pieces of you and put them back together. And what will happen is what you see and feel will be more beautiful and more amazing than it was to begin with. Jeremiah 31 talks about Israel and how God is calling Israel at that time to draw nearer to him through his grace. Though he's talking about the nation of Israel and his chosen people here, 
We can easily apply this to today's church and to each one of us as individuals because we were each chosen to be adopted in the family of God. We're his, we're his children. But it says they found grace out in the desert. These people who survived the killing. Israel, out looking for a place to rest, met God out looking for them. God told them, I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love, and more love. And so now I'll start over with you and build you up again, dear Israel. You'll resume your singing, grabbing tambourines, and joining the dance. I love that. That is from the message. And I don't often quote the message, but I loved how this says that God told them, I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love, and more love. Because that's the kind of God he is. And so now I'll start over with you and build you up again. You'll resume your singing, grabbing tambourines, and joining the dance. Because that's what he does for us. He built us, and he will rebuild us. But what about the cracks in the lines that happen? No, I'm not talking about growing older. (laughs) No. Have you ever broken a vase, though, or a dish, and you super glued it back together? When you do, you can see the faint lines of where it was broken. Some people throw away all the pieces because it won't come back together just the way they want it. It won't look the same. It doesn't look like what they expect it to. But God is a repurposer. He is a salvager. He is a saver and a savior. He will take what looks worn out, scarred, and flawed and make it beautiful again. Cracks and all. As you might say, beautifully broken or fantastically fractured. But then again, when that happens, you can guarantee that God will personally put you back together. He will mold and shape you because he's the potter and you're the clay. And he'll fix all of those pieces. The one who created you is the one who can heal you and fix you. And do it in the way that is intended. In a way that will last. In a way where you will be more beautiful than you ever were before. He is the only one who has the hand of eternal healing and he can put those hands on you. So if your faith is fractured, seek him. Yeah, you'll have to do your part. You have to say yes to him. But that's all. It's very simple. Though it seems really difficult when you're in the middle of crisis and pain and hurting. When the the bits and pieces of you are falling apart, it's not easy to say to him yes. But that's all it takes is... A yes. And maybe you might want to say, I surrender, Jesus. I surrender it all to you. Everything I am, every little bit and piece of me that is fractured, I surrender it all to you. Think you can do it? Or can't you do it? Can you surrender? Think about, uh, again, about Jesus before his death and resurrection. He went out to the Mount of Olives and he separated himself from the disciples to get down on his knees and pray. It tells us in Luke 22 that he was crying out for God to lift that burden. The burden that he knew was coming, knowing he would end up being fractured. But see what happened when he prayed in earnest out of his anguish? He was sent an angel to be strengthened, and he faced what he knew he was called to face. And there is nothing that any one of us have to face that is more daunting, more painful, more threatening to our faith than what Jesus faced. If God is asking us to take this journey, whatever it is, then we need to walk it with the faith that if we fall or we're pushed down or we're tempted or torn and end up fractured, that he still wants to hear from us and that he will 
pull and put all of our pieces back together again. That he is our creator, our potter to our clay, and he is the healer of our brokenness. Please don't forget today's pod quote. God doesn't just fix the fractures and heal the hurts. He restores what he first created and gives it new life. My prayer for you is that if you're experiencing that fractured faith or that you're fractured, that you will seek him out for that new life. Thank you for joining me. Again, I'm Karen, and this is the Woman Inspired Podcast. You can find me on Google Play, Podbean, and iTunes or the Apple Store. And please search for me on Instagram. Just search for one. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. Like and follow, and please share this podcast with others.